Act Three of the School for Husbands by Moliere, translated by Henri Van Laun. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One, Isabella alone. Yes death seems to me a hundred times less dreadful than this fatal marriage into which i am forced all that i am doing to escape its horrors should excuse me in the eyes of those who blame me time presses it is night now then let me fearlessly entrust my fate to a lover's fidelity scene two sganarelle isabella sganarelle speaking to those inside the house here i am once more tomorrow they are going in my name oh heaven is it you darling where are you going so late you said when i left you that being rather tired you would shut yourself up in your room you even begged that on my return i would let you be quiet till tomorrow morning it is true but but what you see i am confused i do not know how to tell you the reason why whatever can it be a wonderful secret it is my sister who now compels me to go out and who for a purpose for which i have greatly blamed her has borrowed my room in which i have shut her up what could it be believed she is in love with that suitor whom we have discarded with valere desperately her passion is so great that i can compare it with nothing you may judge of its violence by her coming here alone at this hour to confide to me her love and to tell me positively that she will die if she does not obtain the object of her desire that for more than a year a secret intercourse has kept up the ardour of their love and that they had even pledged themselves to marry each other when their passion was new oh the wretched girl that being informed of the despair into which i had plunged the man whom she loves to see she came to beg me to allow her to prevent the departure which would break her heart to meet this lover to-night under my name in the little street on which my room looks where counterfeiting my voice she may utter certain tender feelings and thereby tempt him to stay in short cleverly to secure for herself the regard which it is known he has for me and do you think this i i am enraged at it what said i sister are you mad do you not blush to indulge in such a love for one of those people who change every day to forget your sex and betray the trust put in you by the man whom heaven has destined you to marry he deserves it richly i'm delighted by it finally my vexation employed a hundred arguments to reprove such baseness in her and enable me to refuse her request for to-night but she became so importunate shed so many tears heaved so many sighs said so often that i was driving her to despair if i refused to gratify her passion that my heart was brought to consent in spite of me and to justify this night's intrigue to which affection for my own sister made me assent i was about to bring lucretia to sleep with me whose virtues you extol to me daily 
but you surprised me by your speedy return no no i will not have all this mystery at my house as for my brother i might agree to it but they may be seen by someone in the street and she whom i am to honour with my body must not only be modest and well-born she must not even be suspected let us send the miserable girl away and let her passion ah uh, you would overwhelm her with confusion and she might justly complain of my want of discretion since i must not countenance her design at least wait till i send her away well do so but above all conceal yourself i beg of you and be content to see her depart without speaking one word to her yes for your sake i will restrain my anger but as soon as she is gone i will go and find my brother without delay i shall be delighted to run and tell him of this business i entreat you then not to mention my name good night for i shall shut myself in at the same time till to-morrow dear how impatient i am to see my brother and tell him of his plight the good man has been victimized with all his bombast i would not have this undone for twenty crowns isabella within yes sister i am sorry to incur your displeasure but what you wish me to do is impossible my honour which is dear to me would run too great a risk farewell go home before it is too late there she goes fretting finely i warrant let me lock the door for fear she should return isabella going out disguised heaven abandon me not in my resolve whither can she be going let me follow her isabella aside night at least favours me in my distress sganarelle aside to the gallant's house what is her design scene three valere isabella sganarelle valere coming out quickly yes yes this night i will make some effort to speak to who is there isabella to valere no noise valere i have forestalled you i am isabella sganarelle aside you lie minx it is not she she is too staunch to those laws of honour which you forsake you are falsely assuming her name and voice isabella to valere but unless by the holy bonds of matrimony yes that is my only purpose and here i make you a solemn promise that to-morrow i will go wherever you please to be married to you sganarelle aside poor deluded fool enter with confidence i now defy the power of your duped argus before he can tear you from my love this arm shall stab him to the heart a thousand times scene four sganarelle alone oh i can assure you i do not want to take from you a shameless girl so blinded by her passion i am not jealous of your promise to her if i am to be believed you shall be her husband 
yes let us surprise him with his bold creature the memory of her father who is justly respected and the great interest i take in her sister demand that an attempt at least should be made to restore her honour hello there knocks at the door of a magistrate scene five scanarelle a magistrate a notary attendant with a lantern what is it your servant your worship your presence in official garb is necessary here follow me please with your lantern-bearer we were going this is a very pressing business what is it to go into that house and surprise two persons who must be joined in lawful matrimony it is a girl with whom i am connected in whom under promise of marriage a certain valere has seduced and got into his house she comes of a noble and virtuous family but if that is the business it was well you met us since we have a notary here sir yes a notary royal and what is more an honourable man no need to add that come to this doorway make no noise but see that no one escapes you shall be fully satisfied for your trouble but be sure and do not let yourself be bribed what do you think that an officer of justice what i said was not meant as a reflection on your position i will bring my brother here at once only let the lantern-bearer accompany me aside i am going to give this placable man a treat hello knocks at arist's door scene six arist sganarelle who knocks why what do you want brother come my fine teacher my superannuated buck i shall have something pretty to show you how i bring you good news what is it where is your leonor pray why this question she is as i think at a friend's house at a ball ah oh yes follow me you shall see to what ball missy is gone what do you mean you have brought her up very well indeed it is not good to be always finding fault the mind is captivated by much tenderness and suspicious precaution bolts and bars make neither wives nor maids virtuous we cause them to do evil by so much austerity their sex demands a little freedom of a verity she has taken her fill of it the artful girl and with her virtue has grown very complacent what is the drift of such a speech bravo my elder brother it is what you richly deserve i would not for twenty pistoles that you should have missed this fruit of your silly maxim look what our lessons have produced in these two sisters the one avoids the gallants the other runs after them 
if you will not make your riddle clearer the riddle is that her ball is at valere's that i saw her go to him under cover of night and that she is at this moment in his arms who leonor a truce to jokes i beg of you i joke he is excellent with his joking poor fellow i tell you and tell you again that valere has your leonor in his house and that they have pledged each other before he dreamed of running after isabella this story is so very improbable he will not believe it even when he sees it i am getting angry upon my word old age is not good for much when brains are wanting laying his finger on his forehead what brother you mean to i mean nothing upon my soul only follow me your mind shall be satisfied directly you shall see whether i am deceiving you and whether they have not pledged their troth for more than a year past is it likely she could thus have agreed to this engagement without telling me me who in everything from her infancy ever displayed towards her a complete readiness to please and who a hundred times protested i would never force her inclinations well your own eye shall judge of the matter i have already brought here a magistrate and a notary we are concerned that the promised marriage shall at once restore to her the honour that she has lost for i do not suppose you are so mean-spirited as to wish to marry her with this stain upon her unless you have still some arguments to raise you above all kinds of ridicule for my part i shall never be so weak as wish to possess a heart in spite of itself but after all i cannot believe what speeches you make come this might go on forever scene seven sganarelle ariste a magistrate a notary there is no need to use any compulsion here gentlemen if you wish to have them married your anger may be appeased on the spot both are equally inclined to it valere has already given under his hand a statement that he considers her who is now with him as his wife the girl is within and will not come out unless you consent to gratify their desires scene eight valere a magistrate a notary scanarelle ariste valere at the window of his house no gentlemen no man shall enter here until your pleasure be known to me you know who i am i have done my duty in signing the statement which they can show you if you intend to approve of the marriage you must also put your names to this agreement if not prepare to take my life before you shall rob me of the object of my love no we have no notion of separating you from her aside he has not yet been undeceived in the matter of isabella let us make the most of his mistake ariste to valere but is it leonore hold your tongue but be quiet i want to know a 
again will you hold your tongue i say to be brief whatever the consequence isabella has my solemn promise i also have hers if you consider everything i am not so bad a match that you should blame her what he says is not be quiet i have a reason for it you shall know the mystery to valer yes without any more words we both consent that you shall be the husband of her who is present in your house the contract is drawn up in those very terms and there is a blank for the name as we have not seen her sign the lady can set you all at ease by and by i agree to the arrangement and so do i with all my heart aside we will have a good laugh presently aloud there brother sign yours the honour to sign first but why all this mystery the deuce what hesitation sign you simpleton he talks of isabella and you of leonore are you not agreed brother if it be she to leave them to their mutual promises doubtless sign then i shall do the same so be it i understand nothing about it you shall be enlightened we will soon return exeunt magistrate and notary into valere's house scanarelle to arist now then i will give you a cue to this intrigue they retire to the back of the stage scene nine leonore scanarelle arist lisette ah oh, what a strange martyrdom what bores all those young fools appear to me i have stolen away from the ball on account of them each of them tried to make himself agreeable to you and i never endured anything more intolerable i should prefer the simplest conversation to all the babblings of these say nothings they fancy that everything must give way before their flaxen wigs and think they have said the cleverest witticism when they come up with their silly chafing tone and rally you stupidly about the love of an old man for my part i value more highly the affection of such an old man than all the giddy raptures of a youthful brain but i do not see to Arist. yes so the matter stands perceiving leonore ah there she is and her maid with her leonore without being angry i have reason to complain you know whether i have ever sought to restrain you and whether i have not stated a hundred times that i left you full liberty to gratify your own wishes yet your heart regardless of my approval has pledged its faith as well as its love without my knowledge i do not repent of my indulgence but your conduct certainly annoys me it is a way of acting which the tender friendship i have borne you does not merit i know not why you speak to me thus but believe me i am as i have ever been nothing can alter my esteem for you love for any man would seem to me a crime if you will satisfy my wishes a holy bond shall unite us to-morrow on what foundation then have you brother what did you not come out of valere's house have you not been declaring your passion this very day 
and have you not been for a year past in love with him who has been painting such pretty pictures of me who has been at the trouble of inventing such falsehoods scene ten isabella valere leonore ariste scanarelle magistrate notary lisette ergast sister i ask you generously to pardon me if by the freedom i have taken i have brought some scandal upon your name the urgent pressure of a great necessity suggested to me some time ago this disgraceful stratagem your example condemns such an escapade but fortune treated us differently choose Ganarel. as for you sir i will not excuse myself to you i serve you much more than i wrong you heaven did not design us for one another as i found i was unworthy of your love and undeserving of a heart like yours i vastly preferred to see myself in another's hands valere to scanarelle for me i esteem it my greatest glory and happiness to receive her sir from your hands brother you must take this matter quietly your own conduct is the cause of this i can see it is your unhappy lot that no one will pity you though they know you have been made a fool of upon my word i am glad of this this reward of his mistrust is a striking retribution i do not know whether the trick ought to be commended but i am quite sure that i at least cannot blame it her star condemns him to be a cuckold it is lucky for him he is only a retrospective one Scanarelle recovering from the stupor into which she had been plunged no i cannot get the better of my astonishment this faithlessness perplexes my understanding i think that satan in person could be no worse than such a jade i could have sworn it was not in her unhappy he who trusts a woman after this best of them are always full of mischief they were made to damn the whole world i renounce the treacherous sex forever and give them to the devil with all my heart well said let us all go to my house come monsieur valere to-morrow we will try to appease his wrath lisette to the audience as for you if you know any childish husbands by all means send them to school with us end of act three end of the school for husbands by moliere translated by henri van laun